Clausiaisen von euch da. And a new Irish record for Phil Healy, 22.99. Christy Cooney hands over the Sam McGuire Cup to Graham Canty, Cork All-Ireland Champions for the seventh time ever. Hello and welcome to the Star Sport Podcast. My name is Jack McCarran of the Southern Star and I'm joined as always by Star Sport Editor, Kieran McCarthy. On today's podcast we'll be joined by Star Cork forward Orla Finn on life without football and teaching senior infants from home. But before we hear from Orla... On Tuesday, we got the news that mass gatherings of over 5,000 people are to be banned until September at the very earliest. And Kieran, we might touch on this in more depth on Friday's podcast, but just briefly, what are your thoughts? Is this the final nail in the 2020 championship or can you see some kind of workaround and will we see competitive football and hurling this year and again I'm asking you impossible questions week after week but just after the news yesterday yeah. about the mass gatherings what what's your reaction um, it, it's a tough one to know I think the GA players and clubs and everyone involved in the GA and all sports are, are in limbo at the moment Jack we just don't know what's going to happen because like the government announced on Tuesday that, that mass gatherings of over 5,000 people won't be allowed until September at the earliest but they didn't say about gatherings of 4,000 people you know 3,000 people we just don't know what the, what the rules around this latest announcement is I think we need a bit more clarity on that um, at the moment but look at inter-county level first you would think for the the All-Ireland Championships that they're being pushed back right to the end of the year if they are to be held at all and if they are to be held they won't be in its current structure they'll have to come up with a different format this year because it's impossible to see them running off the way they usually do at the end of the year unless we start going behind closed doors which is an option that's been mooted I think and discussed in, in the, the last the last couple of weeks and um, it seems to be kind of gathering a, a bit of momentum as well about playing GA behind closed doors I have my reservations about that I think that's um, that's full of, of, of pitfalls as well with social distancing at the moment Jack how can you bring players together um, let's, talk, let's look at club level for a second you've 25 fellas on a on a panel 25 uh, girls on a panel and you bring them together from 25 different homes and you can't put them in, in a dressing room not at the moment so maybe they have to come to the game togged off already but still they're going out marking a player from the opposition from a different house and with social distancing you don't, you know what I'm trying to say it's mm. just there's too many question marks over at the moment and like I still haven't given a hope that we that we will see GA this year. Like I'm hopeful that we will. Um, we just still don't know. There's just no clarity at the moment. And in fairness to the GA powers that be, they haven't come out yet and said, okay, nothing's going to happen because, to be fair to them, they don't know either. And um, we all want to kind of cling to that glimmer of hope that we will see some sport, some GA. So they're probably just biding their time. But inter-county level, it's looking, I think, less and less likely unless we go behind closed doors. For club games, I think they we need more specifics around um, what's going to happen in the in the next suppose couple of weeks and months in terms of crowds and how many for what what deems a mass gathering. But it's just so uncertain, Jack. We just don't know what's going to happen. Um, it's almost a week by week situation at the moment, which is tough on players because they're they're training with no target in mind. 
just uh, to pick up on what you said there in relation to the inter-county scene not that my opinion matters massively on subjects of this nature but I'd almost be at a point now where I'd be almost inclined to just forget about the inter-county game and focus solely on getting some semblance of the clump game back because when you think about the amount of people I'll use myself as, as an example who's sitting at home who can't go to hurling training who can't go to soccer training we may not be the the 1% of the inter-county side but we make up the vast majority of the population and I have to say I'm sick of poking a hurling ball back and forward against the gable end of the house I'm dying to get out and train whether it be hurling, soccer, boxing so I think at this stage we should be looking at how we can get some version of club GAA back just because people need an outlet people in the localities need to get out and watch some form of sport whether it be an under 10s game maybe they can change the rules so it's only 7 aside I don't know something, some, something has to happen and my my personal preference would be to focus on getting the club game back up and running but you, you spoke to Orla Finn on this topic and we're going to hear from her um, just now in a couple of minutes but before we do what kind of sense did you get from her she's obviously in that 1% of top elite inter-county footballers so she'll obviously probably have a different viewpoint on it than, than me but what was her sense in terms of going behind closed doors and whether or not that's something she'd be interested in Orla would be in favour of going behind closed doors and like Orla is a she's a, a natural born winner like she's one of the top forwards in the game a two time all star she lives for the game she loves the game and she wants to play football like like so many other kind of club players and inter-county players at the moment she's training away on her own with no target in mind and like she said if you got um, uh, the, put the All-Ireland Ladies Football Inter-County Championship behind closed doors change the structure run it off in a couple of weeks she'd be all for that um, actually for in this week's Southern Star Jack I've spoken to a number of, of local GA players and, and managers from Cork footballer Brian Hurley to Cork Ladies footballers um, Anya Terry O'Sullivan and Martino um, O'Brien to St James's football goalkeeper uh, Dermot O'Donovan Conor Kilty Senior Football Manager Colin Mahern and Kilmackaby Junior Football Manager Kevin O'Driscoll just to get their thoughts on should GA games be played behind closed doors and very interesting opinions there and it's in this week's start that's out on Thursday but there is divided opinions at the moment on whether we should play GA behind closed doors um, but Orla Orla's all, all for it um, she wants to play GA it was actually it was a good chat it was good to catch up with Orla she's a great friend of the show for, since um, we started the podcast last year we've had her on a couple of times and usually when Orla comes on like I was saying to her we're either previewing a game or reflecting on a game but this time it was just a chat about life in general how she's getting on um, or usually when we're talking it's to preview a game or review a game but at the moment there are no games so what is what is it like for you this life without live football at the moment yeah it's very strange as I suppose a lot of people who, who have games nearly every weekend and training would feel the same um, I suppose we're after about five or six weeks now at this stage and you kind of get into the routine now of of you know training away yourself and just working from home, which is a lot different and we're not used to it. But the first few weeks were strange, all right. And I just hope over the next few weeks now that we'll have more clarity of what's, what's to come. I was reading a piece about you before and it said you are very much a creature of habit, that, that, that you like your, your um, routine. So how have you adjusted to this new normal? Yeah, it took the first few weeks, all right, were a bit strange when you things were a bit all over the place. 
Um, I suppose we're given a program to do every week with Cork, um, a fitness and strength program. So that's kind of that's kind of the big thing for me in keeping my routine. You know, you've something to do about five days a week in that program. So that's very good. And I know we're not at school at the moment, but I'm. We all have to do online teaching and putting stuff up every day for the kids and they send back their work as well. So at least we can keep in, in contact with the kids and stuff that way. And it also gives me structure to my day. Oh, how's that been going? Like you said, you're, you're a teacher there. You're a primary school teacher. It's cool, isn't it? You're, yeah. you're a teacher. How has that, that been ordered? Because obviously it's this online teaching is almost new to everyone. How has that been going for you? Yeah, it's actually been very positive, really. Um, we just use a program called Google Classroom. So we can communicate with the parents every day. And I've seen your infants, so it's a little bit different. The parents are going to have to help the kids a lot at home. But I just put up work for them to do each day and, you know, video clips and stuff that they can watch um, and maybe some fitness as well that they can do um, each day. But it's been very positive and we've had great feedback so far. So we're all happy with it. And like you were saying there, like like the way you like structure in terms of training and knowing what you're doing, it's important for the kids too, like like junior infants all the way up, to have that structure routine because when you're out of school for so long, it's very easy to follow out a routine. So the fact that you can teach online, is, is it's good for the kids. Yeah, definitely. And we've had great feedback from the parents. A lot of them are saying, thanks so much for sending on the work. You know, it's given us structure and routine. So the morning, you know, the kids do it in the morning and then they have the day to themselves and they're kind of keeping on top of their reading and writing from a young age, which is really important for them. So the parents are very appreciate, really appreciate um, what we're doing for them. Like you said, you're training away at home. Has the novelty worn off yet? Kind of, I suppose, for the first couple of weeks, you kind of be kind of you're getting used to training at home. But we're five weeks into now, kind of, are you thinking, oh, God, I just want to get back into that group environment again? Yeah, you know, there's only so much of training on your own that you can do. The first few weeks, as you say, we're novelty, you know, we've our running sessions to do on our own and we've our strength, kind of whatever gym equipment you've at home, bands and stuff to do yourself. Um, but yeah, you've missed the, the team buzz. And, you know, even if you have to do runs at training, they're a lot easier when there's 30 or 40 girls doing them with you than doing them on your own. But I suppose you have to look at it as everyone everyone's in the same boat. Everyone's just trying to do the best that they can do. Um, I suppose I was given a good bit of advice recently, kind of just, you know, take it day by day and just set small goals for yourself. You know, there's no point in looking too far ahead and being negative about things. Just do it week by week and day by day, week by week and, and try and just improve on your fitness or your strength as much as you can. Is, is it is it hard for players like intercounty level because you're so used to aiming for like for league finals and the Munster Championships and aiming for the All-Ireland Series all of a sudden now there is no target for the next couple of weeks and months. There's so much uncertainty. We don't know when the GA will come back, if it'll come back, if it does, what it's going to look like. So how how do you aim for something, Orla, that you don't even know is, is there this year? Yeah, that's the, that's the hard thing about it. And that's why, like some girls are saying recently, you know, they're finding it hard to even motivate themselves to go and do some training on their own because sure, we might not have any football later in the year. But I think you just have to be positive and and think that you will have some sort of championship, you know, they'll have to change the structure around it, all right. But you just have to be positive thinking that you will have something. And as I say, you know, have just little goals for yourself, maybe try and get a PB in a 5K, I know, or something like that, you know, just just to keep yourself ticking over because it is hard. And whereas looking back, uh, last weekend should have been our league finals and we were doing so well in the league that hopefully we would have thought that we would have been in the league final. So I found last weekend was a tough one, you know, thinking and dreaming of where we could have been and 
but I suppose you know everyone's in the same boat and we just have to try and stay positive. Like if we're, if we're talking about targets and hopefully we'll find out more in the weeks ahead when the government will give their latest kind of update on restrictions and and, and so on. But I suppose GA-wise, they've kind of mooted behind closed doors games. It's been said now for a week or so. What are your own thoughts on that? Is it something you'd be in favour of, playing games behind closed doors? Yeah, um, you know, I just love it if the championship went ahead, went ahead in any way at all possible. Um, you know, if that meant playing it behind closed doors, I'd be well up for that. Um you know, even if, like I was thinking, our championship could be run off in about eight weeks. So, you know, even if it's gone into, you know, August, September before we can start and be finished by the end of September, start of October, you know, I'd be up for that. And I know it's going to be very hard for us to have, you know, numbers at games. And maybe it's just something that we're going to have to adapt to this year, just having it played behind closed doors. But, you know, it would be nice to have some sort of championship. And even for people at home, you know, it gives them, I know a lot of people... A lot of older people especially loved watching games at the weekend, you know, the GA and ladies football and Mogi games and stuff. And even if they got the chance to watch them on the television, you know, it gives them some some buzz or something to look forward to anyway. I was talking to someone recently and they said it's kind of times like this you realise how unimportant but how important sport is in the grand scheme of things. And I think we're all dying for for. A, a bit of sport right now, something, some live sport to watch. So if there was something like that, like a restructured championship later in the year, I think everybody would just love that. Yeah, just even if it was, you know, two about two months of just games on every weekend. And, you know, for us as players, you don't want to see a year go by where you're not playing any, you know, championship. So for me personally, I'd love to see some sort of thing go ahead behind closed doors or whatever. But it would be nice, you know, and just the kind of training stuff we're doing at the moment, you know, that you're you're doing it for something anyway. Like, like you mentioned there, it should have been the, the kind of football league finals to, to begin just gone and, and Carper shaping up quite well. You were joint top of, of of Division 1 and you, you were playing quite well too, Orla, and the things were ticking along quite nicely, weren't they? Yeah, we, were, we got off to a great start this year, which we were very happy about, you know. We put in tough training the first few weeks um, back in January and just We've a very big, we had a very big panel this year, which which was great. This huge competition for places, you know, you could start um, any team really, and it'd be as strong as the next. So, and a lot of girls were getting their chance to prove themselves this year in the league. So people were pushing on and trying to push for places. But as I said, you know, we did have a great run at the league, and it's just disappointing that this is how it ended. But it was out of anyone's control, really. Paddy O'Shea seems to have made a, a, a big impact with the Cork team. Yeah, I suppose, you know, when you change things up a little bit, girls kind of feel that they have someone to prove themselves to, you know, and gives them a kind of a fresh start, really. Um, Paddy, you know, a new trainer will bring different things to train in different aspects. So people have been driving on and pushing on, and that's exactly what we needed. Um, as well as that, there's a, a, a strong Kinsale contingent in the in, in the Cork senior panel at the moment. Um Things are going kind of pretty well for 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 Kinsey and football yourself, uh, Saif and Quivas, and it kind of things are looking up. And you and you had to see the senior championship too this year because you have found your feet at senior level. And I've seen there you were drawn in Group B with Fells and Bright Rovers for for this year's championship. So I presume you're eager to kind of get going in that as well. Yeah, we do, and it was great to see Quiva come on board with us as well this year with Cork. You know, she's really um, shown what she can do, and she she's really impressed management. So that's been really good. Um, but yeah, we've great we've a great team really in Kinsale. You know, being up senior level 
is tough, especially when we came up straight from junior through intermediate to senior, you know, it was a big jump up, but the girls have really adapted to it. And the girls, the Kinsale girls are training really hard and trying to, you know, up their fitness and strength and everything. So this year things were, were looking good for us as well. And I know it's disappointing that we didn't get any league games played, um, but hopefully they'll be able to play some sort of championship, you know, later in the year. Club games usually go on, you know, into October, November anyway. So you'd nearly hope that if there isn't an inter-county, that hopefully they'd be able to play the club championship off anyway. Because this, this concealed team, or like the kind of journey from junior right up to senior, like we've covered that in, in detail the last couple of years, it's been it's been absolutely terrific. And you found your feet now at senior level. But how much of a jump up was that to going up to senior and the likes of Moran Abbey there and, and, and West Cork and Era Og as well, kind of taking on teams like that? Yeah, it's a massive, it really is a massive jump up. But I think we're, you know, we're up a few years now and the girls are gotten used to the standard and they know that at training that the standard had to improve as well, you know, um, just the physicality and fitness and everything. And as I say, the girls have been putting in a, a huge effort over the last number of months, um, especially with their fitness. So, you know, hopefully that will stand to us if the championship does go ahead later in the year. Um, I don't want to make you feel like one of the, the elder states people of, of the Cork team, but I think this is your 10th season, am I right, with, with, the, with, with the Cork Silvers. Yeah. You're, you're one of the kind of more experienced players at, at, at this stage. When you look back in those 10 years, you've come an awful long way from, from the young Kinsale girl who came onto the panel force with the likes of Barry Mulcahy and those greats there to, to, to Cork's top scorer now and kind of a, a two-time all-star. Kind of, have you ever had a chance to sit back and reflect on the journey you've had with Cork? Yeah, it's mad. It's kind of for just the last few weeks where I've kind of been thinking about it, you know, um, my 10th season and just I've had some great, I've had some absolutely unbelievable years with Cork. I suppose I've been lucky. My first six years I was on the panel, we won six All-Irelands in a row. Um, I suppose it's it's great coming on to such a successful team like that. But then, you know, when you when you start losing a few big games, championship games, then it, it's hard. But I think... After us losing a few in the last number of years, semi-finals and finals, it's really pushed us on. And I, I think this year we really were up for up for it, and girls were putting in the training and stuff. So, as I say, hopefully the championship will go ahead later in the year and finish off my tenth year nicely. Like when you started off, like you said, everyone six All Irelands in the first six years, and obviously that the kind of those great Cork players were there. Kind of you needed to be very patient patience before you took your chance and you are kind of suppose is there a lesson there for all young players coming on to kind of like a senior to county panel just wait wait for your chance and then when you get that opportunity grab it with both hands yeah definitely my first few years you know I was very lucky Eamon Ryan always gave me an opportunity if I didn't start a game I I always came on as a sub so I was very grateful for that but I suppose when you do get your chance as you're saying you really have to try and prove yourself you know, and what you can do and just kind of back yourself. You wouldn't be up with the Cork senior ladies if you weren't good enough for it. And just kind of what I've learned through the years is you have to be confident in yourself when you're playing. Like you have the ability and just just in your head, you like, you know, you have the talent and the rest is up in your head and what you can do. So just for any girls trying to push on, you know, if you've the training done, the rest of it is mentally and you just have to tell yourself that you're good enough to do it and over the years, I suppose that's what when I when Eamon used to give me my chance, you know, you'd be very nervous maybe coming on as a sub, maybe in a big championship game. Um, I remember my first year I came on as a sub in, in an All Ireland quarter final. We were playing Dublin, and I literally we were down I think eight points, 
with about 10, 15 minutes to go and I had to come on and, you know, I suppose looking back now, I was so young, I probably didn't even realise what I was doing at the time. You know, you just go on the pitch and you, you try your best, but you just kind of have to back yourself in these in these situations. And I think a lot of younger girls, they don't, it's nearly as you get old, you kind of doubt yourself more, which is strange, you know, with all your experience. But I think a lot of younger girls kind of do have the confidence in themselves. Um, but maybe those who are struggling with a bit of confidence, that's what I'd say is give the training done and just, just push yourself and, and know you're good enough to do it. Hopefully, fingers crossed that, we, that we'll see the Cork ladies and they can say ladies that on the football field at some point in the summer or later in the year, Orla, and that you'll crown your 10th season with Cork in, in the best possible fashion. Come here, thanks so much for joining us, and um, we'll chat again in a couple of weeks. Thanks very much, Kieran. Thanks for listening to the Star Sport Podcast, the only podcast dedicated to all things sport in West Cork. Don't forget to pick up this Thursday Southern Star newspaper, including our award-winning sports section with everything a West Cork sports fan could want. In shops across West Cork and online from anywhere in the world via www.southernstar.ie forward slash e-paper. The Southern Star and the Star Sport Podcast, number one for sport in West Cork. Welcome back to the Star Sport Podcast and before... We wrap up today's show. Kieran is going to give us a quick run through of what's coming up in Thursday's Southern Star. And for the sports fans out there from Bantry, there's a special feature I'm sure you'll all be excited to read. Kieran, tell us a little bit about it. Um, what this is, Jack, it's a special look back at the, the night of the homecoming in September 2010 when the, the Cork Senior Footballers brought the Sam Maguire Cup to Bantry. Um, Graham, Cap- Graham, Graham Kenty the Bentry legend was obviously the, the Cork football captain that year when, when Cork beat down the All-Ireland, the All-Ireland final. So what I've done, instead of looking at the 2010 final against Down itself, I just focused on the homecoming because I just wanted to see how the town came together to put on a homecoming in less than two days. So um, it's just a, it's an interesting chat. Um, I spoke to Graham Kenty, Garota Leary from Bentry, who was the MC on the night, Petro Connolly from Bentry Blues GA Club, who was chairman Richard Richard Harrington of the Keys Bar in in Bentry town itself um spoke to, to Tim O'Leary and and uh, Danny O'Leary from Whitty Island as well because um when I was kind of looking into this feature kind of Graham Kenty mentioned to me about the the gang from Whitty he said were out on a boat on Bentry Bay that night and they were setting off flares so then that got me thinking I said uh, and he said it was the O'Leary's and I I, I know Tim and Shawnee and them so I got on to Tim Leary from Woody Island and he was filling me in and then I tracked down a photo of it and it's just, it's a good read. Um, it's an interesting look at, like I said, how the town came together and put on a huge homecoming. Like there was thousands and thousands and thousands of people in Bentry on a, on a Tuesday night and Graham Kenty made an interesting point too. He said back in 2010, Ireland was going through a tough time as well and I suppose the Cork footballers winning and that night in Bentry, it allowed people to almost escape reality for a bit and just kind of join in the party and something that was very uplifting. And it's kind of very much like like now, I suppose, kind of we're all looking for for something to kind of to to lift our hopes. And sport plays that role in all of our lives. And that's why sport is so so important. And it just it just gives us that chance to escape reality for 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 any little bit. And that's why I think this Bentry feature will um 
would be of interest to everyone, whether you're GA, rugby, or soccer. It's just an interesting story about, like I said, how a how a town pulled together to put on a big party. And plenty as well in in this week's Star Sports section, Jack. I've in the classic games, I've looked back on Calvary Rangers 2003 West Cork Junior A football final win against Barry Rowe, and I've talked to Morris Moore of Calvary Rangers about that game. Um, good chat with Morris, who's obviously been involved with the Cork Miners and so on in in recent years as a football coach. Um, as it turns out, Morris was telling me that he just started college back in, he was doing um, his higher diploma in UC, UCD in September 2003, and he was dropped from the starting lineup. He was a sub, and he wasn't too happy at all. But he came on in the semi final against Bend, and he got a point with his first touch, and he turned to the line, and he listed off a litany of profanities at the anyone who could listen on the sideline it was all his kind of frustration and anger coming out so it was actually a good chat with Morrison I suppose for Carberry Rangers who are now a senior club that win over Barry Rowe in the final in 2003 kind of kick-started the golden era for the club because in the space of three seasons they went from junior to senior football and they haven't looked back since so again a good solid football read there um, also Joe McCarthy has spoken to the Kylie twins from Valley Rovers Dara and Emer Kylie who work um, on, on the Cork football team as well. And as far as I know, it's it's the first interview I've I've seen with, with, with the Kylie. So good stuff from Jur here to chat about the two of them. Twins from Valley Rovers who are studying the same course in college, living in the same accommodation complex in Limerick. So just just another another good a good GA story. Also um Bear Island from to host the All-Island Gaelic Football Tournament next month um, the end of May but that's been postponed until 2021 so I've caught up with Jim Henley of Bear Island and also the Bear GA Club chairman to, to chat about that in motorsport Martin Walsh has done a very inter- interesting piece a Q&A um, session with the four Cork Motorsport uh, Club chairman just on a lot of pressing issues in, in motorsport to get their, their thoughts on that so there's plenty going on in this week's sports section as well. And Jack, we've an update on Pitch Perfect, the sporting highlights of 2020. Um, it's getting bigger and bigger, and we're coming towards the business end. And the final is on this Saturday. So clear your schedule, clear your diary, get home on Saturday, and watch Twitter for the grand final of Pitch Perfect. What is your feeling at the minute? Is there any very strong contender who's been blowing the competition away up to this point or has had it from what I've seen following it on Twitter most of the knockout games have been neck and neck they have like in fairness it's been like the competition has been fierce um, there's been 17 or 18,000 votes kind of cast so far since we kind of kicked after this a couple of weeks ago so it's been incredible the response from, from the public and on Thursday we have the um, uh, we have the first semi-final and that's St Mary's against Randonog and then on Friday will be the second semi-final and that's Bear Island against either St Oliver Plunkett's or Tide McCorrigs and I think what's very interesting is that the senior clubs have been blown out of the water in the last couple of weeks it's the junior clubs coming together which is great to see because there's a great sense of pride in the parish and um, it's great to see clubs kind of kind of WhatsApp campaigns are going on to get people to vote and so on Um what interested me was Randalog beat Carby Rangers in their quarter final uh, last weekend, and Carby Rangers had beaten Castlehaven in the last 16 tie that had seen nearly two and a half thousand votes. 
but Carby Rangers obviously took the right off the ball Jack they put so much effort into the last 16 tie that they just couldn't get themselves up for the battle against Randall Oog in the quarter final and with Randall's that went through um, I think Blair Island are one to watch to be quite honest um, kind of they're <laughs> probably the smallest club in the competition the it's the only pitch in the competition that's not on the mainland. Obviously, Bear Island is an island. Um, but there just seems to be something about them at the moment. They just, they're getting great support. They they won their quarterfinal this week, beating Donnie's, who, if you look, look at the pitch in Donnie's, it's one of the top pitches in, the, in, in, in West Cork. So Bear Island could be one to watch. But then you have St. Mary's too. St. Mary's um, GA Club, their, their pitch up there in the skiing, is actually the pitch that the Kirby GA board is talking about getting getting involved in um, as a kind of the centre, a Kirby GA centre. So we've three good pitches so far. They'll be joined by either Plunkett's pitch in Ahiohil, um or or Tyde McCorrick's pitch. And I know you actually mentioned Cora's pitch at the start as one that you thought could, 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 could go far, Jack. So, yeah, it's been a bit of fun, huge interest. And this Saturday would be the grand final. So, like I said, kind of, Cancel all your plans on Saturday. If you were planning to go for a two-kilometer walk, put it off till Sunday. Sit home in front of your your laptop or your or your phone and watch the drama unfold on Twitter polls. Yeah, well, as a resident of Cora myself, I'll be cheering on the Tigmacora pitch. And I was going to say the Tigmacora boys, but the Tigmacora pitch as it bids to go one step further in this championship. And I did have. Uh, a bet in my head I said I thought that one way as you say so uh, good to see they're still hanging in there but all that and much more is obviously going to be available in this week's Southern Star which is in sale in shops across West Cork from Thursday morning and it's in supermarkets it's in petrol stations it's anywhere you ever thought the Southern Star could be sold it's still being sold there so keep an eye out when you're doing your run to the supermarket this weekend and if you can't make it to the supermarket or to the petrol station or to the convenience store for any reason why don't you just buy a copy of the digital edition for less than two euro a week just log on to www.southernstar.ie forward slash e paper we'll be back on friday with another star sport podcast where myself kieran and jor will be looking more in depth at what the future holds for the GEA Championship in 2020, both from a club perspective, an underage perspective, and an inter-county perspective. So keep an eye out on southernstar.ie for that one. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Star Sport Podcast. Please make sure to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, Acast, Stitcher, or wherever else you listen to the show.